Welcome back. Um, This is week seven, episode seven of the Walking Well podcast. And this month we are talking about loving your body. So last week you heard from Sonora Noble. Um, She talked to you about her Live to See My Generations campaign and just her wellness overhaul and stewarding her body well. This week, I'm super stoked to have a good friend of mine on to talk about um, embracing your body, embracing how God has gifted you and made you amazing and wonderful. And so I have with me today, I call her Ella Afrel from Ella Enchanted. I almost don't know her actual last name, but her name is Ella Duggan, um, and she's actually my brother's girlfriend. Um, and they met in Daytona at Embry-Riddle, um, both of their freshman year. She... Um, is on the volleyball team there. He runs track there. Um, but she is from New Zealand and has a totally amazing accent that is not to be confused with an Australian accent because that, I've heard, is slightly offensive and ignorant. Um, <laughs> but um, she's going to talk to you about like embracing your body and loving it, how um, God has made it beautifully and wonderfully. And so, Ella, if you could give us just a little bit of background on you, any important things to know, and then describe your body type to us so we know what we're working with here. <laughs> All right. Yep. I'm Ella. Um, bit of background about me and my faith, first of all, because um, that's important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I grew up in a Christian home, basically um, didn't really believe it for myself until I was confronted with a lot of things uh, when I left home and left my country and my culture and everything um, to go to the other side of the world and do college and all of that new stuff in one bite, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, confronted me with a lot of things. Um, started walking down some darker paths and um, until it got quite bad and to a point where I was really confronted with, I can't even step foot in a church right now. I feel so guilty. Mm-hmm. Um so I uh, made the decision to be uh, for real saved or um, really uh, recommit or invite Christ into my life. Um, and so that's been, what, three years ago now? So in some senses, a bit of a baby Christian. In some senses, I've been walking somewhat um, throughout my younger ages as well with my family. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's a bit about my faith. Um my body, um, yeah, Jalan said I play volleyball, and so I think six foot four, <laughs> bigger boned, um, strong, not petite at all. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so, I mean, that kind of came with its challenges with jean length, skirt length, any kind of pants, and then shoe size. I have thir- size 13 shoes, so getting shoes that are not able to be sold in unisex sizes is is a little difficult Mm. yeah it's a challenge (laughs) it's definitely a challenge um and so with your body type that you said you know i mean you've got my size 11 feet beat and i definitely know i struggled to like be okay with having feet in double digits um (laughs) which i didn't you know some people don't realize is a thing to struggle with but um so like you're six four when did you, like, you said you've always been, like, taller. Mm-hmm. So what was that like, like, growing up, always being taller, and then now kind of not really hitting that evening out point where it's like, okay, I may have just accelerated in height, and everybody else has sort of ca- caught up to me now to, like, I'm right. tall 
for life. Yeah, I remember being the tallest person in my class every year in um, elementary school and that kind of feeling that, oh, the guys will catch up. It's okay. Mm-hmm. The girls just grow faster. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, they never really caught up to me. <laughs> I mean, very few guys I'm looking eye to eye at, um, which I was really tough um, and still is sometimes uh, because for some reason there's this social norm, I guess, that it's okay to point out someone's height, but not point out someone's like shortness mm-hmm. or like that's lack of height or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, so you'll get like people just stopping you in the supermarket and be like, wow, you're tall. Oh. And it's like, oh, that's new. I didn't I, know. I had no idea. <laughs> Thanks for enlightening me, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's always kind of in your face. And so I think that in some ways has been a good thing because I've been forced to either accept it or be miserable because it's always in your face. Mm-hmm. It's always there. Um, accept it, embrace it or not. And I think sport was helpful with that as well because that's like a tangible example of where it's good mm-hmm. and where it's helpful and and um, being wanted more for your height mm-hmm. is definitely a thing when recruiting for college volleyball. So that was helpful in embracing it, but definitely outside of sports, it's it can be it can be challenging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so for um, so like, what are some of those challenges? Like I'm. Like, when you say, it can, because sport is really helpful to have, like you mm-hmm. said, to have that tangible, like, no, we want you. So, like, what is it like outside of sport then? Um, and those challenges, as far as being tall and embracing that, is is it more of a, um internal sort of challenge to accept and be okay with? Yeah, I think there's um, just the whole thing of being different. Mm. I don't know what it is in us that wants to be so similar, because in every way, we're so different. Mm. And so, yeah, I just, I think it's being different. And um, when people look at you, you second guess how you look at yourself. Mm. So unless you're very sure about how you think about yourself, one look from someone else can make you second guess who you are, your beliefs, your family, everything you've been taught. Mm. And so I think it's a lot of unknown, a lot of uncertainty. Um, Yeah, I would say it is an internal thing. Um, there's a lot of external ways you can see it, um, but because it's a it's a physical thing. But internally, yeah, it makes you wonder if you were right, if mm-hmm. you're a mistake, mm-hmm. or if you are, um, if this is yeah, if, is this how I was supposed to be mm-hmm. designed, mm-hmm. or is there something going wrong here, mm-hmm. and and, mm-hmm. and how do I cope with that? Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned so it kind of in a lot of ways sort of pokes at the foundation of who you are. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know a lot of that, a lot of people kind of can think back to moments where, like, they first realized they were different or um, can think about, think of a memory where someone pointed out a difference or made them feel insecure or anything like that. But a lot of times, also, they can go back to their house and sort of look at their home, the house they were were raised in, their family and things like that. And that sort of sets a trajectory for what's normal and what's not and Mm -hmm. what's okay and what's not, what's in bounds, what's out of bounds. And so what was like home like for you? Like how was beauty sort of described? How was it embraced? What, you know, what was beautiful? What was not like, what is, what was your upbringing in sort of accepting yourself, embracing your body or, or not? It was definitely, um, quite different to what I was seeing in the world Mm. and at school. I went to a Christian private school, but even that, you're known for how you look. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's something of every middle schooler kind of or high schooler goes through. And I think probably at some level it is, but 
home was different. Um, it's physically different because my mom's taller than me. My sister's tall. My mom's whole side of the family, who is our closest side of the family, they're all tall. So I don't feel different. It's not like, oh, nice to meet you, Al. Oh, you're tall. It's not mm-hmm. like that's attached to your identity. Mm-hmm. Um, it just is. It just is. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad is actually only 5'10", so significantly shorter than the rest of the girls in our family. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was just never really mentioned. Mm-hmm. And I think the the fact that no one kind of brought it up. Brought, brings it up in our family, like, oh, your dad's not as tall as your mom. Like, it wasn't anything that my, my grandparents um, had a problem with when mm-hmm. my mom and my dad were dating mm-hmm. or engaged. It wasn't anything that was an issue. So mm-hmm. I think the fact that it's just not even brought up says a lot. Because mm-hmm. um, a lot of people were like, oh, what's that like? I'm like, yeah. I didn't think about it. I mean, it. what's it like having a dad? Like, it's just like, it's... It's not it's, a thing. It's not a thing. Like, yeah. there's no difference. It's just someone's height. Um, so, yeah. My dad was is, is a quieter guy, mm-hmm. um, but definitely um, good with, like, words of affirmation mm-hmm. and building up um, how you see yourself. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there was any room in our household to not love your body. Mm-hmm. Or there may have been times that I didn't love my body um, or whole seasons that I wasn't too happy with it, mm-hmm. but if I express that, that, that wasn't allowed. It mm-hmm. wasn't allowed in our household. Mm-hmm. And you say it wasn't allowed, like, what do you mean? It wouldn't be that? accepted. So my mom would be very quick to jump on that mm-hmm. and get to the root of what's going mm-hmm. on. So if it, any, any embarrassment in my body or, or problems I had were probably more internalized, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. whether that's a good thing or not, I don't know, but it was definitely not something in our household that was um, embraced and embraced. Okay. It's not okay. It mm-hmm. wasn't okay to, mm-hmm. to think your height was a bad thing or, mm-hmm. yeah. That's interesting. I mean, that's really good because I think my my situation is similar in that, like, complaints about my body were always met with, like, what, what's going on? You know, mm-hmm. why are you feeling that way? What's wrong with it? What does the word say? And that sort of thing. Do you think that was helpful for you? I think so because it it makes you think so... My mom's tall, so if I'm saying around my mom, oh, I hate how tall I am, mm-hmm. I'm in a way indirectly kind of insulting her, mm-hmm. which is exactly what you're doing to God mm-hmm. with his creation. So mm-hmm. it, it gives it a, a real kind of tangible, this is who you're offending. Like, you're mm-hmm. not just offending, you're not just talking about yourself, you're talking about your mother's child. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. talking about God's creation. Mm-hmm. So I think it was a good thing. Um, maybe the only hard part about that is that maybe I internalized it more. Like you weren't able to air it out and kind right, of get it out. Right, because it just wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And because I was around so many tall people. So the only time this problem came up was outside of the home where there wasn't that support. Mm-hmm. So then how did you learn? Like, well, how would you say you feel about your body now? I love it. I love being tall. Mm-hmm. Um, I Yeah, I wish I'd always loved being tall. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's. I think it's awesome. Um, I, I now will be like, thank you when people yeah. tell me I'm tall. Like... Yeah, I didn't just notice it, but thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm I'm pretty proud of it. It helps, obviously, with volleyball, but outside of that, um, I like being able to stand tall and, and be assertive mm-hmm. and stand my ground. Um, and, yeah, I, I like it. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty comfortable with my body. And I, one of the practical ways I think that's been helpful is that I learned to sew from a young age, so... Mm-hmm. The, the clothing thing, I've been able to get around a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been fun. That's thanks to my mom. She's a great mm. great role model with the height yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff. So, okay. 
what has the road from those seasons of not being too happy with your body to now where you love your body? What has that journey looked like? What is, how have you learned to love being assertive and tall and standing in a room and um, being proud of your height? One way I think I came across um, in my early journey of being saved um, was the whole uh, scripture about we're God's handiwork and we're Mm -hmm. created in Jesus to do good works Mm -hmm. for a purpose that's already created in advance. Mm -hmm. So if I'm, so I kind of realized that if I'm looking at my body as its purpose is to make me feel good about myself or just to look nice, Mm -hmm. then I'm always going to be disappointed because that's not its purpose. Mm -hmm. My purpose, this handiwork is created to do good works. Mm -hmm. And so when I look at that, I think, oh, wow. So I was tall, which got me on a volleyball team because I wasn't very good skill-wise. I got on for the, the height, <laughs> height, you know. So the height was a selling so point. So the height got me onto a, um, a college volleyball team and volleyball teams in the past as well, mm-hmm. which has given me this platform to do mission and um, evangelize and just live out Christ's love in the day-to-day with my team. Mm-hmm. And that has been such a cool experience over the last three years, and I just love that. And that's like a purpose of my Christ's hand or God's handiwork, you know, mm-hmm. like it's not to make me feel good about myself or to fit in jeans mm-hmm. or to fit in a pair of shoes easily mm-hmm. and buy shoes, shoes for half the price mm-hmm. not online at expensive stores, but slight perk. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, if I, if I'm looking at my body as a, as it has a purpose for something more than just looking pretty or fitting in to a norm, that's not even a norm. Mm then it has so much more rewarding quality. Like, I can be so much more proud of it. I think that was the journey in a lot of ways, realizing my body has a different purpose Mm. or has a bigger purpose. Yeah. That's really, I mean, um, that was one of the things that I sort of brought up about um, really coming to, like, who I was internally was that there was, like, there was intent behind design, Mm. that it's not just, like, yeah, I found some spare, tall, longer legs, right. you know, and I just threw them on you because those were the ones in the back and I needed something quick. Like, know that God has intentionally given you the things that he's given you internally and externally and that they serve a function and a purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really cool to hear you sort of say, like, yo, from... And, and that's kind of like the whole thing with God. Like, he's got really good foresight, right? you know, and can go, okay, I want her to be able to go do this because I want to send her to these people mm-hmm. because your yeah. your height has taken you from... From continents, really. Right. I have no idea where the next... Because volleyball is only for a little bit more in my life. And then the next season will come along and I have no idea. But God has the foresight to know where it's going to come in handy. And and maybe it's just that I can have really tall, awesome kids that yeah. do the same thing when they're playing sports. Or maybe not. Maybe mm-hmm. it's something totally bigger than I can even, even fathom right now. But mm-hmm. it's awesome. Yeah. And that's so such a big... Like, to be able to get to a place where you enjoy like those things about you that you used to struggle with I think are like such beautiful pictures of like redemption and restoration Mm -hmm. because it's like the scripture talks about like what the enemy meant for harm God has turned around to use it for your good because I definitely know there were moments where I was like I hate this and I hate this and begging God to change things and getting to a point in your life you're like wow I'm so glad you did it, you know, Hmm. do what I begged you to do because I see now the beauty of it and I see the purpose of it. Um, And it's so good. And I'm so grateful that God, you know, had that goodness sown Mm -hmm. in a future season. Um, So what would you say we talked, you know, like about struggling through um, being tall and 
coming to a place where you enjoy being tall, um, what do you have to say to people that feel like they don't? I mean, and you mentioned the norm. That's not really a norm. So, like, for people that, are, that feel like they fall outside of whatever that beauty ideal is and that beauty norm is or... Um, or just dealing with the norms and they, you know, they feel like the norms are against them. Like, what do you have to give people in that space? I'd say that, like you touched on it just now, the, the enemy is not a creator. He's a perverter and a liar. Mm-hmm. So anything you have was not given to you by the enemy. Mm-hmm. It was given to you by God. And he's a good creator and a good father. And you've talked about this before. But, yeah, it's like the problem is not the the body part or the the type it's it's how we see its purpose and how we see it and how we um how we're yeah looking at its purpose because yeah the enemy will lie to us about what it's there for and and has no use and it's just there to get in the way or um to make us stick out Mm. but no it has a purpose and you've got to hold on to that um because it's in the word Mm. and until you believe it you've got to commit to it and then you will believe it and you will see it but sometimes the commitment comes first so mm. you've got to commit to it and then down the road trust that you're going to see its fruit yeah yeah that's what i would say that's so good because that's so true like feelings are so <laughs> i don't feel it right now but yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i'm yeah I'm preaching to myself here because i'm a feelings person and i'm way too late by feelings yeah man feelings especially in this area that's what's so difficult i think about sort of because in so many ways, it is a battle and it is a struggle. And I feel, <laughs> I feel like the enemy knows that, like that. Go for the feelings because that's kind of how you guide, you know, your right. walk and your way. Um, and when you don't feel like it's a thing of beauty, when you feel like you're damaged right. or you know dysfunctional, it's so easy for for us to give up victory in that area yeah. and be like, well, it is. And it might be totally irrational. Completely, yeah, right. It can be totally irrational and not. But the feelings are so loud. Feelings are so loud and they feel so real. Mm-hmm. And they and in that way you're like, that's all that you see and it kind of floods your focus. Um, but that committing before you feel it is so big because it's almost like that first, like if you're trying to chop down a tree, I remember like watching cartoons when people would like be trying to like chop down a tree and they had to take multiple hacks at it. And I feel like that sort of, that quality decision, that commitment is like the first hack in taking down that tree of hating your body. It's like, mm-hmm commit just decide that you know this is going to be true for me and it'll my feelings will catch up and eventually and that's such a rewarding feeling too to commit and then see like god's Mm -hmm. faithfulness kind of follow that commitment um Mm. that's really good that's super good stuff um anything else that you want to say or give to people any final encouragement um no you're beautiful (laughs) embrace it believe it love it All right, guys. Well, um, this is Ella. And Ella actually has a blog called InsideEllasHead.wordpress.com where you can get, obviously, Inside Ella's Head. And she talks about so many awesome things and life seasons and trusting God's faithfulness and um, all that good stuff. So check her out, InsideEllasHead.wordpress.com. And next week, we will continue this talk on loving your body. So come back. It'll be good. It'll be great. Can't wait to see you again. Bye, guys.